0: Welcome to The Ladder, a podcast series for aspiring turf managers currently climbing the career ladder, and also for those already at the top who would like to better understand their Generation Y staff members. Sit back, settle in, and enjoy. Welcome to this episode of The Ladder, sponsored by Steck Equipment. I'm your host today, John Reitman, and our guest is Jordan Kitchen, Assistant Superintendent at Hamilton Golf and Country Club in Ancaster, Ontario. Jordan, thanks for being with us today, and how long have you been at Hamilton?
1: Um, I'm entering my fifth season as um, one of the co-assistant superintendents, and I was here in 2012 um, for the Canadian Open as an intern, so sixth year, fifth year as one of the assistants.
0: And are you a Guelph graduate?
1: I am. Um, i graduated from two of their turf management programs, the certificate in turf grass management, as well as the associate's diploma, and soon will be graduating with a master's in business administration with a specialization in egg business.
0: After holding a certificate, why did you find it important to return for an associate's degree?
1: Well, the certificate was simply a way of kind of getting a taste of what turf management was all about, because it really is kind of, it captures every subject that you would study in the two-year associates program, um, but not in the same depth. So, you know, it sat with my parents and they'd said, you know, like, if you want to try this, absolutely, we support that. But, uh, you know, why don't you see if you like it before you jump in with both feet? And, you know, I, I came from a farm and, you know, I. I thought I was going to like it, or I knew I would, but um, it was kind of a way to road test it. And uh, after I finished that program, I went back to work. It really solidified that I wanted to go back for the associates program because I really wanted to do the deep dive, if you will, and um, you know, specialize in, in turf grass.
0: Jordan is on the development team of a, a device called the tarp devil without turning this into a commercial can you tell us a little bit about that the void that that fills and how the whole genesis of that idea came about
1: yeah absolutely um so really tarp devil began um kind of like every other uh, not project really we were looking for a solution to a problem you know we have covers here at hamilton golf and country club um in in the in the years preceding uh the creation of the tarp devil we had shifted back to solid covers, uh, double covering some permeable solid. So in, in total, we have about 54 covers, um, and we have all kinds of different kind of mixtures of how they go. Uh, and the labor requirement when we went back to solid covers was, was quite large. And uh, you kept standing back on, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a way. And, you know, looked at Google or on Google as, you know, I'm a millennial. Google always has the answers, and when we didn't find it, uh, or when I didn't find it, uh, you know, we decided that we'd have to kind of come, come up with something ourselves. Um, and when I say we, I mean the Tarp Double Team. Um, and really, so that's kind of it, because it's about you know my my original thought was not to make you know a tarp roller that I would sell; it was simply to solve a problem. Uh, and that's the approach that I've always brought to work with me every day. Right, my job is to 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 make the lives of um, to make my bosses. Life easier, and uh, to make to to empower my employees or my coworkers, uh, and give them the tools they need to succeed. And in the context of tarping, you know, coming up with a tool that could alleviate all of that labor and speed up that process was was kind of key. And that's how we kind of landed with uh, with with the, with the Tarp Devil, really just trying to solve a problem.
0: You mentioned how you're soon to be graduating with an, an MBA. Obviously, that will help you as the tarp devil project moves forward as a superintendent how will you benefit from that degree well
1: I did the MBA for me make decisions that are, are good for you that also benefit your work right um, and so I, I I really wanted to take my I wanted to challenge myself in, in a completely different way uh, and I I had identified some inadequacies in, my, in, in what I perceived as my skill sets. And so I decided to pursue the MBA. It has probably it's been the most challenging but rewarding experience of my life. And uh, I, I think that the thing that I've achieved, or the thing, yeah, that, uh, that's benefited me the most is how I've broadened my own perspective, how I'm able to kind of develop a process to assess challenges um, and, and have a much more global perspective when I do look at um, at issues we encounter at the golf course, or you know, um, you know, even in my daily life. Um, and I think that that's really how um, the golf course benefits. But truly, you know, it changed me as a, as a person, as as a leader, uh, and and that's just kind of matriculated down to my work.
0: Yeah. Recently, you've been asked to speak to other groups about career development, when you, you have an opportunity in front of your colleagues to talk about how to grow yourself professionally, what's the message you bring to them? What What is it that you tell them that you think is important?
1: I've been extremely fortunate. And I, there's been a lot of people who have helped me to kind of where I am today. Um, and uh, I think that when i when i get asked to speak about it i always i always come back to the fact that you need to you need to know who you are and what you're about you need to know your values right whatever they are right i grew up on a farm my grandfather my stepfather uh, even my father hugely influential in developing you know my my internal ethic and when you know those things everything else seems to be able to come together right if you know what kind of life you want to live if you want to you know, settle down or whether you want to work in a high-pressure environment. If you know those things and how you can satisfy your own goals, that's, I think, really where you, you have to start. And that's what I tell them. Spend time figuring out who you are and what, what, what you're about. And then the answers to, you know, work come next, right? Because everything seems to align. And I think sometimes the challenge is, is that we don't really understand ourselves or we go down certain paths and we're not being true to ourselves and we become unhappy. So that's really what I pass along, you know. I, I, I spoke this week, uh, I was fortunate enough to speak this week at the, at the University of Guelph to a, uh, to a second year class, they're going to graduate. And what I left with them was figure out what you want to sacrifice. And I know that there'll be a lot of people who hear that and say, that's a really negative thing to say. But I think in life, it's about making decisions and finding balance. And so, you know, figure out what, what you want, right? And depending on what you want, you're going to have to make sacrifices. And if you know those things, if you can
0: identify them, you're already one step ahead of the game. We'll be right back after a brief message from our sponsor. With a commitment to quality and a passion for sourcing the latest innovations from Europe and North America, Stec Equipment has grown
1: to be the go-to supplier for specialized turf equipment. Check out their line of phrase mowers, material handlers, laser graders, vacuum sweepers, blowers, verticutters, and
0: seeders, decompactors, sand fillers, and much more at That's StecEquipment.com. That's S-T-E-C Equipment.com. We're back on the ladder with our guest today, Jordan Kitchen. Jordan, before a break, we were talking about some of the advice that you give other assistant superintendents. How does the advice you give them align with your own future goals, and where do you see your path taking you over the next several years?
1: Well, um, I, I think that's it's a great question, and I, you know, you're, I, I'm thinking about it, you know, because I don't think anyone's ever asked me, but. Um, I'm not exactly sure, John, that I knew what I was willing to sacrifice. And I'm going to use the example of my MBA, right? Because you never really know kind of the entirety of something until you're in it, right? But I had to make sacrifice. I made a commitment to work on my MBA full-time for two years while also working full-time. And then in the latter half of that second year, I also decided to, 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 to start a company. And I had to make sacrifices, you know. My girlfriend, she's—I can—I can see the look that she'd be giving me as I, I answered this question, because I had to make sacrifices, you know. And in my case, to achieve the pro- personal and professional goals, uh, I had to sacrifice personal things, right? You know, I didn't spend as much time, you know, with my friends or, hob- you know, engaged in hobbies, right? I didn't play as much golf. Um, you know, I spent most of my weekends working on schoolwork, right, meeting classmates, and then the rest of that time at the golf course. And then, you know, you take that compressed time, and then, you know, the time that, you know, I sacrifice some sleep and even more things, sometimes family things, in order to achieve my goals or to make time for for business, right? So I had, you know, I saw in a very interesting conversation on Twitter recently that Chris Trittabaugh was involved in. it. It was about balance, right? And uh, I had to sacrifice a lot of my personal time, time with friends and social time in order to achieve or to get where I am today. You know, when I finish my MBA in May, you know, the, the focus will be on finding balance again, because it has been out, right? I had to make this sacrifice. And now I'm going to have to reorient myself and figure out, you know, What's next? What do I want? Now that I've got these things, right, the business will never kind of be done. Becoming a superintendent, you know, that's still an ongoing goal. So I have to bring my best to my employer at Hamilton every day. But now that I get that time back from the NBA, I have to step back and go, okay, now, what do I want, right? Do I spend more time with my girlfriend? Do we, you know, do I focus more on the club? However, we divide. But that's a, it's a process actually that I'm going through right now. It's kind of, it's not a sorting myself out, but it's a figuring out what my priorities are. Yet again, now that one thing is kind of coming to an end, it is, I, I think I hope that makes
0: sense. Sure. Does that does that plan include staying in Canada, or do you open your mind to going elsewhere?
1: You know, I, I never want to say that an option's off the table. But one of the things that I'm learning. Uh, about myself and you know, and, you know I, I I may yet change I is that, you know, I really like my home. I I grew up I work in Ancaster, that's where Hamilton Golf Country Club's located. You know, my family farm uh, where I grew up is only 15 minutes away. My family, you know, has been on that farm since the 1800s. And I always thought that, you know, when I was a student, that I'd want to go west or I'd want to go international. And it's only been in the past, you know, two or three years where, you know, I go, like, there's something about home that's really, um, that, that really has a really strong draw. So I, I don't want to say it's off the table, but, um There's something really special about home, and I don't know what the future brings, but right now, I'm definitely focused on on staying local.
0: When you speak to others, do you ever broach that subject with them, you know, the importance to keeping your options open so that the more options you leave on the table, the more career possibilities are going to be at your disposal?
1: Absolutely. Actually, interestingly enough, I had a conversation with a, with a with a classmate who was presented with an opportunity to move, you know, basically across Canada for an opportunity, you know, and he was very conflicted about it. And he said, you know, he, he said, Jordan, like, you know, what are your thoughts? And he said, oh, I can't tell you what to do, but maybe I can ask you a question or two, you know, about, about you know, w- w- and then the question was, you know, in five years, if you look back, would you regret not taking advantage of the opportunities? I, I think so. And I said, I, then I think you have your answer, right? Uh, and, you know, he, he was a guy, actually, who came from eastern Canada, and uh, he's worked here in uh, Ontario for some time. But, um, yeah, I, I, you shouldn't ever limit yourself. You, you, you really shouldn't. Um, you know, the, the world is a, is an incredible place, right? And it's become a lot smaller with... Uh, with, with um, you know the affordability of travel so you know i think that there's a a lot of opportunities you know five years ago asia right um was something and actually when i uh, when i was an intern in school um just for context i applied two places i applied to work in uh, china i had met ken seams uh who uh was b- doing a development in China and uh I was quite taken with his presentation and his approach and uh I also applied to work at Hamilton Golf and Country Club I sent the emails out at the exact same time and I thought oh, that'd be really interesting to go international um and Rod trainer my current boss was he emailed me back first and said of course we want you know a golf grad to work at Hamilton uh you know come in and and meet with us uh and you know If Ken, I always say that, uh, you know, if Ken had had beaten Rod with a reply, you know, my my career path could have been very different. Um, But no, absolutely, keeping all the options on the table, don't limit yourself, uh, is is really, really important, especially in today's marketplace, right? We're always having to look for ways to differentiate ourselves uh, and to develop our own brand. And, you know, willingness to be mobile has got to be one of those elements, you know, even in the United States. You know I, you see on Twitter all not all the time. I shouldn't make that cop out, but you know often people will move, you know outside of state for a job. And I think that that's going to be increasingly important um, as we move forward.
0: Jordan, thank you again for joining us today.
1: I, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about the subject of career development and leadership, kind of personal development. Thank you so much for your time.
0: You have been listening to The Ladder on TurfNet Radio. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher for instant access to past and future episodes of The Ladder and other TurfNet Radio podcasts.